Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It is about time to catch up with someone from Greater Shepparton City Council. The lucky person today is the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sarley. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Very well, thank you. And you've had a council meeting this week. Lots of things coming out of it, as always. I guess the thing that's rising to the top or getting the most attention at the moment is in relation to this new bins contract. Yeah, look, uh, always a big meeting on Tuesday night. So, yeah, good to uh, tick a lot of things off. But, yeah, one of them uh, was the manufacturing supply of their curbside collection bins. So, in particular... Uh, the glass only bin and as well as a few extra fogos, so the green lid bins. So as we know, uh, this is a state-driven policy, so this is something that we have to do, is provide a glass collection point uh, for our community and we opted to have uh, the purple lid bin delivered to each household uh, just to make it easier for people to obviously you know, simply walk out as they normally do now and, and put their waste in, in the appropriate bin to uh, separate the glass and put it in the glass bin and That'll get collected monthly uh, from next year. That's going to start to roll out. So explain what the FOGO is. Uh, the FOGO is the green lid bin. But what does that stand for? Uh, good question. It's uh, um, food organics. Actually, I know this. Food organic green. Uh, I think it's garden. Uh, I think it's garden organics. Yeah, garden organics. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it just came to me right now. So yeah, uh, food or and yeah, food organics or garden organics. So, uh, but yeah, all, all the. Uh, you, know, you can put your food scraps in there, obviously, your, your general garden um, needs and, and plenty of other things as well. And there's a lot of information actually on our website, so the Greater Shepherd City Council website that can outline exactly uh, what can and can't go in the bins. Uh, it's really informative. You can actually uh, print out a calendar or, or save it to a device that tells you exactly when your bin has to go out because obviously there's a lot of changes taking place. Uh, as we speak, and they've, some changes have already been in for a number of months now for a part of our community. But next year, uh, the fourth bin will start to roll out. And uh, obviously, yeah, that'll obviously increase the the curbside collection. So jump online and, and make sure you're well aware of when the appropriate bin goes out. Yeah, you've got to make sure you use that new bin or else you might get FOMO about your FOGO. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the FOGO bin, I... I most people will use and especially this time of year the the grass is growing and uh as we know springtime uh things start to ramp up a little bit more so uh people i'm sure will be very happy to have their green bin collected weekly uh i know i will be uh so looking forward to these changes uh starting to roll out but the the purple bin uh effectively allows us to get a really clean product out of our recycling bin so the commingle which is uh the blue or the yellow lid bin for most people is the best way to get the cleanest product is get the glass out and that offers a, a better return for us, a better return for rate payers and, and then the glass bin will get picked up uh, monthly. There's a new word that might be making it into the Macquarie Dictionary. I don't know if you've heard it, Shane. It's the binfluencer. So it's the person that puts their bins out first and always knows which ones go out that everyone else looks to. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely not the binfluencer in my street. How about you? Uh, no, not at times. Uh, I normally walk in and ask my wife which bin goes out. Yeah, you know, well, you're in council every day. You tell me. Uh, <laughs> Fair so, uh, but no, look, what we what we do know is that uh, you won't get it wrong if you put your green lead uh, bin out each week because we know that one's going to be weekly. 
and then you've just got to make sure which one is is the fortnightly with the red lid or the yellow lid. But as I mentioned, uh, Greater Shepparton City Council website, jump on. There's a link there that can take you to a calendar. You put in your street address. It's so simple. And it tells okay. you exactly um, where you can get your bin collected and when you get it collected. If you're not one of these people that likes to go online, I'm sure you can ring council for some clarification on which service is coming when. Absolutely, yeah. So you can call council directly, uh, 583-39-700, uh, or you can jump online across our socials. There's uh, plenty of links available that can connect you to the right place that can give you the uh, most up-to-date information. Great. One thing I did notice in the council papers was an interesting plan to build a commemorative structure at Lemnos in relation to the sacrifices of the nurses on that Greek island of the same name during the war. Yeah, it was. So this is um, Councillor Denny Adams' uh, notice of motion that he put up. So obviously where councillors can put up, you know, sort of different ideas and if they get support from councillors, then it sort of progresses to the next step. So he put this up a little while ago and it was, uh, you know, executives had to go away and sort of just do a bit of work uh, behind the scenes to sort of see what it would look like, determine, very similar to the Avenue of Flags. Uh, so no money committed to it at all, just an idea to recognise and acknowledge, uh, you know, the, the Lemnos name and what that means to our region and where it comes from as well. So I thought it was a really good idea. Uh, what happens now is that Lemnos have a community group so this idea effectively goes back to them for consideration. And if we look at every other sort of statue that's uh, been erected here over time, uh, a lot of it comes with additional funding from other sources. So this is not something that council have budget allocated for, but I think it's a great idea. What the commemorative st- structure looks like is, is open for discussion now, and it'll go to the Lemnos community group. Uh, they'll talk about it, see if it's a priority for them, uh, determine what they would like to do to recognise that and then you progress through the steps over sort of budget years and, and hopefully something can be done to recognise um, the nurses and the connection to Lemnos. Yeah, I think as, as the council report uh, rightly uh, rightly said, it, it uh, obviously the Gallipoli campaign is, has huge historical significance, but it's not always uh, those nurses that we hear about. No, of course. And look, I think it's great and a lot of people... You know, might not have known the connection to Lemnos, especially uh, younger generations. So I think it's good. It's good awareness. And we're fortunate that Lemnos do have a community group. So it allows them to sort of have a bit more direction as to where and, uh, or if that they're interested in uh, recognising this and where it would go. Yep. One other thing I noticed in the uh, in the council papers is the need, uh, no, not the need, changes to the governance of libraries by 2030. Uh, what I could, you know, um, glean from all of the um, the jargon that is in the council papers, is that you're probably going to continue to collaborate with several councils under the Golden Valley Regional Library banner, but the libraries are going to have to operate a little bit more like companies. Yeah, they are. I mean, look, this this can seem and and look and read sort of more complicated than what it was. And to be honest, when we were first briefed on it, it sounded sort of like there was going to be more changes than, than what it actually was. So simply the new Local Government Act didn't allow us to operate under our current governance rules. Uh, so what we now needed to do was make some changes. So effectively speaking, it's business as usual. So no one okay. would sort of know anything anything different. The only difference is is from our uh, side of things that, you know, Council have agreed that sort of a company limited by guaranteed is the most appropriate way to go forward. So we had to change our governance uh, but, but, in uh, higher levels, 
getting paid a lot more than me uh, come up with these <laughs> ideas. And the reality is what we speak about is, okay, is there a change to the way we operate? No. Uh, is there a change to the services and, and the people and how is it going to impact our community? No changes whatsoever. I mean, if we weren't open and transparent and effectively having to put this in our agenda, uh, no one would know any different. So. Yeah, well, so long as we're not going to start having, you know, if it's operating like a company and have massive fines and things like that, <laughs> people who don't bring their <laughs> no, library no, books no, back. No, no it was, uh, we know how important libraries are. They're a really good public space. And, you know, we wanted to make sure that for whatever reason uh, that things are remained as you know, sort of normal as possible. But from a finance and an operational perspective, uh, this is something that has to be done behind the scenes uh, to align with the new local government act. So the operating team... Uh, presented this and I guess we sit there and go well you know what other options are there I mean the reality is your only other option would be um, to consider if something would offer a better outcome but we're really happy with what's currently in place and there's no changes so I guess at the end of that it's an administrative step and um, yeah we, we obviously supported it. There are a number, uh, number of action plans and strategies and things like that to come out of the meeting and people can check those out if they're interested. But uh, one of the other things that you've, I guess, uh, as you say, ticked and flicked was the annual report. And annual reports have a, I guess, a reputation of being a bit boring. I haven't been through the whole um, annual report yet, but there are some really interesting um, statistics to check in with about our municipality, aren't there? Yeah, look, it's one of the most informative documents uh, you can possibly get your hand on. So I really encourage community, uh, if you really want to know what's happening inside council and some of the great things that we've been able to do over the last 12 months, please get yourself a copy of the annual report so you can come in line and, uh, sorry, you can come in to council and get one of them or you can jump online and download one. Uh, so they're really, really informative. Uh, I think they're a great document. Council, uh, they do amazing work in actually putting it together so, so it can be really simple to read. Uh, even myself, uh, now that we've endorsed it, I'll get a hard copy and, and look through it. It's an amazing uh, document, very informative. Like I say, a lot of people, um, you know, at times think they know what's going on in council. This is the best document to give you a really good insight. So I encourage anyone to uh, jump online or come in and, and get your copy. It really breaks down. So of $100 of your rates, you know, how much of that is going where. And it's surprising. Uh, we always think that so much of um, what council does is, you know, rubbish collection, for example, but that's not necessarily one of the largest items. I guess, um, you know, road maintenance, infrastructure maintenance, um, even early childhood years, uh, there are lots of other significant facets, aren't there? Yeah, and one, one of the most important things that I think was recognised through our annual report was the resilience and, and the commitment that our community gave to one another through the flood event, which obviously sits within the last 12 months, and that was heavily recognised and, and acknowledged, and, and so it should be. And Yeah, so it's a good sort of overview, uh, you know, from the high-level things uh, as well as the grassroots community-orientated things, which is so important. So it's a really good document. I love reading it, to be honest. Sometimes when I'm reading I'm like, sort of forget that you actually did some of those things and it, it, it even gives you a greater insight to uh, what's yeah. happening. So, yeah, yeah. highly recommend uh, you getting a hold of one if uh, you're interested. A good record of uh, our community over the past year. Well, I guess I'll let you get on with your day, Shane. What is in the pipeline? Uh, well, actually, you'd be probably interested in, uh, in this. You're a bit of a soccer fan. Uh, so we've got the oh. uh, <laughs> Shepparton Cup 
kicking off uh, the official launches today, this morning. Tom, heading out to the sports precinct to launch that. So the Shepparton Cup, which sort of falls under the Australian Football School tournament, is starting this Friday and runs right through to Sunday, not only here at Shepparton's Sports Precinct, but over at Marupna Rec Reserve as well. So 220 teams. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Oh, is that why our hotels are booked out again? Yeah, right across Australia and even some teams from New Zealand. Uh, it's junior competitions, from so from under six uh, right up to under 17, uh, both uh, boys and girls, uh, expecting over 3,500 players. So, well, this is su- a, such a great thing. These junior events are even particularly good for our economy, aren't they? Because you've got the player, you might have mum, dad, brother, sister. Often it's a whole family affair, which uh, definitely necessitates, necessitates uh, the booking of a couple of hotel room, motel rooms, doesn't it? No, it does. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's great for our local economy. This is a, a genuine uh, boost. And, and it wasn't on uh, the last few years. We did have it back in 2019, so before my time and obviously before COVID interrupted a lot of planning. So great to have that event back on, off to the official launch this morning. That kicks off uh, tomorrow, Friday, and obviously runs uh, right through to Sunday. So I really encourage you, if you want to get out and see some of the best young talent, not only from across the country, local teams are involved in it as well. Uh, Head to Marutna Rec Reserve or uh, the Shepparton Sports Precinct there, and you'll you'll definitely catch a game. So, And then actually... uh, this evening, uh, off to farewell John Dewar, who is the uh, Vice-Chancellor of La Trobe Uni. You would have probably spoken to John over your time and uh, all don't the reckon, great work that he's done. Don't, he's reckon, I, don't reckon I ever have. I, I suppose I've uh, missed him now. He might him before he officially <laughs> finishes. But, um, yeah, he, he's been a great person in our community, uh, a good connection, and, and uh, he's a really big reason as to why La Trobe has been successful here and, and its expansion that it was committed to is going ahead, which is great. So... Yeah, a day of a mixed sort of events, but yeah, it's good. I'm very fortunate to be in my role and I make the most of it, so it's good. Well, you have a good week's end, Shane, and thank you very much for your time this morning. No worries, Terry. You too. You have a good day. Thank you. We've been speaking to the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sarley. SDP Tax has been your trusted local accounting firm and has been proudly helping people just like you across the Goulburn Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax deductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 436 829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 436 829 or visit www.sdptax.com. One of them sponsor. Having trouble with your internet? Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now and book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 1FM sponsor. When it comes to food safety and protecting yourself and your family from getting sick, how many times a day do you think you should wash your hands? Twice a day? Three times a day? Maybe five times? What if I said you should always wash your hands after using the toilet or changing a nappy, after blowing your nose, after touching animals, and before handling, preparing, and eating food? How many times a day would it be now? Food safety, it's in your hands. For more information, visit foodsafety.asn.au. 
You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.